We got a real slam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. Deadpool slashes his way into our hearts. Mm-hmm. Batman and Superman fight it out in a new trailer. Yep. Transformers refuses to die. Mm-hmm. And more. And happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yes. Depending on when you're listening to this, I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. Or maybe you're in the process of having a bad one and you just decided to chill with us. That's that's cool. That's still cool. That's, that's cool. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. Did you get any Valentine's Day stuff yet? Or are you guys waiting? Um, well, it's kind of, uh, like, so this, this was, the, this is the deal. I, uh, I made sure to give myself enough time on Friday to go get all this stuff done just because I knew once every man in, in the city got off of work between five and six, they were going to rush to the store and buy all of the flowers. So I was just like, Psh, I got out of the office early. I made my stops early and stuff was already starting to get gone. Cause like flowers are like crazy. It's like the one thing you have to buy on Valentine's day. Even if like you're like a curmudgeon and like you don't believe in the holiday or whatever, like just get flowers because like even, cause even if you don't believe in the holiday, people still like flowers. So you just get them anyway. But I was going to the store and I was just like, Oh man, I'm going to pick up some champagne too, because my wife, it's like her favorite drink champagne. So, um, I was looking for her favorite brand and everything. And I was looking at the shelf. I'm like, Oh my God, it's all gone. Like all the way back. It's like every bottle's missing. And I was like, Oh God damn it. And, until I remembered that, um, that in our uh, grocery store, we have a cold section and there's like three bottles of the, of the champagne that she likes in the cold section. I was just like, yes. So Did I you got, buy all like, three? Uh, I should have bought. I just bought two. I, I, I restrained well, two's, myself. Two, two's better than just one. I'm, I'm actually yeah. impressed. Yeah, but the, the only downside was is they're freezing cold. And uh, out here in California, uh, you have to you have to pay for a bag. You don't just get them for free anymore, which isn't a big deal. I mean, saving tons of plastic uh, from basically being thrown away. But uh, most of the time, they just assume you don't want a bag. So... Um, they usually have to charge you like, I think it's like five or 10 cents if you want a bag. It's really not a big deal, but I'd already like swipe my card and pay for it and everything. So I was just like, well, I don't want to swipe my card again to buy one single bag. So I was like carrying flowers and like these two bottles of champagne out with like no bag. My hands like freezing. I'm like, Oh God, how do I get my keys on my pocket to get in the car? It was a whole thing, but I, wow. but I, but I'm prepared. I got everything ready to go. Uh, what about you? Uh, I had myself like last week. <laughs> I'm not a last minute kind of guy. Um, but I, I gave her a Harry Potter coloring book. Oh, no. oh, is it that? Is it like a new one that came out not long ago? Uh, this one's a couple months old. The second yeah. one just came out. It has like a. Does it have like a black and white cover on it? I think and like maybe it's, gold writing. It's. I think this one's gold and red, and then the next one's green that just came out like last week. Uh, so well, yeah, yeah. It's one of the two. There's only two. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to pick up that same one uh, for my wife for Christmas, but they were like all on back order or whatever. But her. Um, her uh, stepmom ended up getting it for her, but it, like it was on like back order for weeks. Yeah, and then I ordered um, Beauty and the Beast on Blu-ray from uh, the UK because it's one of those vault movies that you can't get uh, here. Oh, gotcha. And in England, they don't care about the vault. They're like, whatever. It's Disney. Like it's not American or like it's American thing. 
So. Ladies, ladies love Disney movies. And they the do. Thing that, the thing that really stinks about um, it's funny. Like well, we've talked about this po- on this podcast many, many times about like how I hate physical media. But the nice thing about them is they can make really good gifts. And mm-hmm. they can be they can be good, not necessarily last minute gifts, but like uh, that time period between where it's just like you don't have quite enough time to get it shipped to you, um, even like over even like a, like the two day shipping or whatever. You know, that's a little too much. So there's like usually like a three day window where it's just like, oh, you need to pick up a gift. So I was just like, oh, I needed to get a gift, and I was like, oh, a DVD or a Blu-ray would be really really good. So I go to hunt down this specific one, and then I realize like this movie's like five years old. Like, there's no store in Los Angeles that's going to have this. Like, Best Buys, like, only have, like, the like the the really big classic movies and, like, new releases. So I was just like, well, I'm screwed there. I even went on their website to try to do, like, an in-store pickup. And then I was just like, I guess I could try my hands at maybe going into, like, a fries out here. But I actually did that once before, and I got skunked. Like, like they didn't have what I was looking for, and it's just, like, a big waste of time. So it's kind of, like, funny. It's just, like, the demand for these things are going so low, but you can't really just give a digital download as a gift you know right no totally and, and gift cards I, I don't believe in gift cards for gifts for people <laughs> i really care about so if you get a gift card for me that'll that'll tell you what i think of you right away <laughs> um but yeah so so i did that and then she got me a, a tie clip that says excelsior oh, uh, nice. stanley saying and um then she bought me um a pop vinyl today when we were out um it's the black widow holding captain america's shield mm-hmm. uh from from age of ultron that one's nice. cool and, and then I have these keychains. Um, I don't. They're not pops, but they're like little, like maybe like three inch tall keychains of characters. Mm-hmm. And I got a Black Bolt one and a Black Panther one, and they had the Miles Morales one. And she was able, like, they're blind packs, so you don't know what's in it. She was able to feel around and find a Miles one, and, and got that for me as well. So. Oh man, that is some skill. Yeah, it 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 really really takes a lot of skill to get those. So I was really appreciative of that. Man, she uh, she, she you found the right Valentine. She really knows you. Yeah. So and then tomorrow we're just gonna hang out. Like it's. We've we've been running, getting ready for our wedding, and we're just gonna like not do anything. So it's <laughs> yeah, you got a you got a bigger day coming up this year than Valentine's Day. Yeah, so we're we're, we're just keeping it chill and all that fun stuff. And you know uh, that leads us into our news. We went and saw Deadpool together on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a that was a good date. <laughs> yes. So we did the same thing, of course. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you'd be stupid not to see Deadpool, and that kind mm-hmm. of would tell you our initial reactions to this. Mm-hmm. Um, without giving anything away, our spoiler cast is next. Listen to our spoiler cast if you watch the movie. If not, yeah. our spoiler-free reactions say thumbs up for yeah, me. Yeah, go, uh, make sure you do yourself a favor and make sure you're subscribed to the show so you get that spoiler cast popping up in your feed. But, yeah, I mean, initial reactions, there will be no spoilers in this uh, little segment we're going to drop right here. But So this movie was amazingly delicious it was so awesome it gave me everything i wanted you know the jokes were good the action was on point everything about it was just was just it was it was everything i wanted the the movie went uh uh, the step above everywhere it could have gone they were like we're deadpool we're not gonna do like the common thing in a superhero movie we're gonna do something different and you can really tell they used the license of the rated r movie to just do everything they wanted to do it was almost like they had like a free pass it was almost just like someone said, you're, you're going to get this one chance, do whatever you want. If it works, things are going to be amazing. And if it doesn't, there'll never be another one of these again. But I just had, I had such a great time. I think, I mean, I'm going to have to see it again for sure, but I think this cracked my top three. It, it was definitely amazing. I, a, a different 
I don't want to use the word amazing for sounding too generic because I think this movie is above amazing. Um, from the minute it starts rolling, like I think this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Uh-huh. P- people claim Marvel has like you know their their Disney comedy films, but this has doesn't even compare to those. And I, at the same time, it's very bleak. Like you know, uh, there are brutal like decapitations and dismemberments and and violence galore. There are even points in this time, like it's you know rated R, so seventeen plus. Here, uh, there are times when I don't feel I was old enough to walk into that movie uh, <laughs> because it, it it can be vulgar and it can be childish, but that's what you expect out of this. Like that's what was so beautiful about it. Uh, my 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 thing is here that uh, I took uh, one of um, it's actually my my fiance's sister went with us, so uh-huh. there's three of us because uh, her husband's out of town. She had no idea what was going on walking into this movie uh-huh. and it has become her favorite movie ever uh, oh, that's awesome walking out like she uh, went to pick her husband up at the airport last night at like 11 p.m and was trying to figure out what how they could get to a showing before they went home to watch it again <laughs> and i'm like oh, good awesome. lord that's that, that's how you know a movie is is good when it appeals to people who have no idea who the character is yeah i mean it just it it says everything that you want it to say and yeah i just don't want to go into too many more details because i definitely don't want to spoil this movie for anybody uh you know in case i didn't get a chance to see it but i i couldn't recommend this anymore i think anybody's gonna like this movie i even have a couple uh friends that don't notoriously like superhero movies they 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 kind of think it's not necessarily below them but they you know they just don't really they're not on board but i think this movie would make just anybody just ecstatic because it kind of it pokes fun at superhero movies in general and it's just like i think people would enjoy that yeah it it, it's a null holds barred kind of film where anything can be sent up and roasted and poked fun at and then at the same time this movie in itself, I think, um, just to say, it has a lot of heart. Like, it's not all about the violence and the and the, mm-hmm. the humor. It's got heart for the characters, and that really puts it up there. I mean, in my review um, for for Comic UI, I I praise it as one of the better movies of the year. And I think it's like it's like the Kingsman was last year for us. Yeah, it's Kingsman like came out of nowhere and blew up, and and this yeah. is the same thing. It's like I, I would love to see this trend continue. Every every February we get uh, just uh, a stellar rated R movie that's just not like this standard schlock and fair of just like, you know, random action star action movie type deal. This this was above and beyond, and I, I loved it. Totally. So do we want to talk um, current box office stats now, or should we save it for the spoiler cast, you think? Um, let's talk about it now. This is the news, and I would say that is news. Okay, so right now... Um, initial predictions for this movie were making about seventy million. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Friday's record-setting opening of four forty-seven million for a rated R movie, for a rated R movie, it is mm-hmm. looking to make a hundred and thirty million for the long four-day weekend. Oh man, I hope so. I I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. If I don't remember right, I want this to beat the Passion of the Christ so bad. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it technically has that world cultural experience of. Of, well, uh, faith, but here's, man, here's, that'd be amazing. Here's a fun fact: it beat Days of Future Past opening uh, weekend in both the UK and France. Mm-hmm. Um, and Days of Future Past, you know, that's an X Men franchise that's pretty well known. Um, mm-hmm. It was a number one movie in Taiwan, and I believe um, if it's in Russia, it was up there a number like a, a top leader for Russia as well. But what really sticks out to me is not only is it rated R films, 
if it gets 130 million, that puts it among the top 10 comic book movie openings ever. That's awesome. And that I think that just goes to show you that like I think honestly this is going to be a big deal for rated R movies. Back, you know, back when we were just kiddies before we could even see rated R movies, it, rated R was a selling point. They wanted to get those swear words and violence in the movie so they could get the rated R rating cuz that's what brought people to the theater. That was a big selling point until all of a sudden they realized they needed that younger audience to start swarming the theaters to uh to pad the the giant budget that they had for this movie. Uh, so I love that they decided, like, now this is going to be a resurgence of rated R. I mean, Kingsman last year was rated R. Uh, Deadpool, I, I just want to know what's going to happen next. You know, maybe we'll get some of those darker uh, superhero movies, like uh, that Dark Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be rated R. I, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but who knows? I mean, I love it. I mean, I, I, think, I, I, hope I this can totally back. see Fox being a little more lenient with their, their ratings uh, on their oh. non main franchise films um Mm -hmm. possibly even a gambit rated r i I doubt it but possibly Mm. um also you know uh what what i think is funny is like guardians of the galaxy and winter soldier two of my favorite movies of 2014 Mm -hmm. only made 95 million dollars each their first Mm -hmm. weekend so like this like this just goes to show you that you know even though winter soldier again one of my favorite marvel films it made less money. Like this is holding its own with these movies that it kind of has really nothing in common with. Yeah, and uh, I think it's I think it's due to many things. I don't think it's just because it's Deadpool. Right. I think there's many factors that are bringing this all together. The marketing was great. This is a uh, a rated R you know movie, a superhero movie. So it's kind of I don't want to say first of its kind because yeah 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 we all know about Blade, but Blade came before any of this was a super mega phenomenon when it came to superhero movies. So this is well, kind of this is in the height of their powers, <laughs> as some people say. So there's just so many things that this that just brought this movie up to a head. So I'm curious if if a, a Deadpool sequel will be able to uh, recapture the magic when it comes to like opening weekends and box offices, but I hope so. Uh, they're well, going to have to find more ways to be creative with that marketing next time around. Well, what's funny is you know the other uh, when you speak of Blade, the first rated R superhero films, Ryan Reynolds was in Blade Three, playing uh-huh. Trinity, he was. Um, which is not um, rated very well. And that was his <laughs> first superhero film, and this is now his fifth one. So between Blade Trinity, Wolverine Origins, uh, we know that was a flop, um, Green Lantern, which mm-hmm. was another sucky movie, and R.I.P.D. is another comic book movie. Oh, yeah, in. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, this being Ryan Reynolds' fifth film, and he finally got through, he broke through. I think it owes a lot to the fact, like, Ryan Reynolds, like, they're all, this is a, a project of love. This mm-hmm. isn't a studio making a movie to make a movie. It's like, they wanted to make it, the, the leaked footage got it made. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's uh, it, this isn't like the Marvel and the DC films. Like we're pushing towards a cohesive universe. They're like, we really just want to make Deadpool. Will you let us make it on a lower yeah, budget? Exactly. And, and it owes a lot to that. And I think you're right. So yes, we would recommend it highly if you want to go see it. Mm-hmm. Which leads us into what you were just talking about before the movie was released. Fox has announced a greenlit the sequel. Yeah, the, to so we're, Deadpool. We are we are getting more Deadpool, which is amazing. Um, I I do my best to avoid uh, reviews about films before they come out, but you know I I accidentally glanced the Rotten Tomato rating before the movie came out, and I knew it was I knew it was uh, going to uh, go down a little bit because ratings are always high before the movie comes out, but then they start to like kind of even out a little bit. But 
uh, man, even still then, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then they greenlit the sequel, and I'm like, okay, this is all this is all going very, very well for this movie. I haven't even seen it yet, so uh, I'm super stoked. Yes, Deadpool 2 uh, is coming out. Um, they want to bring back the original crew, um, the writers, uh, Ryan Reynolds. They're working on getting, uh, I think it's Tim Miller back as the director. Um, so, I mean, the, if the crew comes back for a sequel, I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, bringing these people back who have such a firm grasp on the character and know how to make it fun and action-packed, honestly. Uh Um, But they also said it's not likely to take that Fantastic Four 2 slot of June 2017 like we previously kind of felt it would. Keep it in February. (laughs) Well, the reason is uh, to to turn a movie around from now till June 2017, they'd have to write a whole movie and film it. Uh And I think if you rush it, that's where you're gonna lose, you know, some of the movie. Yeah, I, uh, I think we, I think we can all patiently wait until 2018. Yes, uh, and I don't know um, if I check the superhero slate um, movie release calendar. I don't think that puts it up against anybody else in 2018, mm-hmm. except for Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> so, because uh, Black Panther is February 16th of 2018. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. What? What? Now, uh, would you want to see it? them both in the same month or i honestly don't think fox would even want to compete but i don't know maybe this would change things maybe marvel would decide uh, that it needs to change its things because black panther isn't proven yet even if um even if civil war is an amazing film black panther is going to be awesome in it but he's still like we don't know how he's going to be in his own movie so i mean maybe marvel will be like well deadpool knocked it out of the park and it was rated r Maybe we should move Black Panther maybe into April. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, April's a really weird choice. I don't think I'd do April since May's Infinity War. Um, but maybe, I mean, the, we are we are at a weird point in, in superhero slash great movies because, like, where do you put one now where it's not in competition with another one, you know? Uh, yeah, I feel any like... Any farther back, you're in Star Wars territory. Any yeah, farther we... forward, you're in, in the Flash territory. The Flash is the one I think would be taken down by uh, a Deadpool mm-hmm. movie. Because, again, the Flash TV show versus the Flash movie, you got to deal with that whole cross-pollination thing. But that's for a different story. But, I, again, June 2017, I, I think that's way too soon. I think they'll they'll pick a date and they'll, they'll give it about two years. I feel two mm-hmm. years. Um, now, the other uh, news that came along with the sequel is that X-Force is what uh, Ryan Reynolds wants to be the main factor of the sequel. Mm-hmm. And that means that we're going to get, uh, if we get X-Force, which we saw a concept art several months ago, that Cable will come along with this. And Cable and Deadpool are kind of a staples together. Yeah, I think it's an obvious addition. I'm super surprised we haven't seen Cable yet in any of these swath of X-Men movies that we've had in the, you know, in the years that the X-Men have been uh, dominating the movie theater. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome addition. Cable's a really, really cool character. Um, I'm surprised we didn't get him in Days of Future Past. I mean, he's a freaking time traveler. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird that we get him, didn't get him in there. But I don't know. Maybe uh, Brian Singer had plans for him in the future. Maybe he kind of knew that there's a possibility that there was going to be a Deadpool movie. So well, maybe he was just like, you know, maybe we'll stick. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll save Cable so he can meet with well, Deadpool at some point in time. Here, here's, here's my theory. And Cable's tied directly to Apocalypse. His metal mm-hmm. arm comes from the, the Apocalypse virus or whatever it is. Um, and they've already messed up the timeline once. So if they've messed up, they've they've altered the future, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Cable will probably come back to say, you messed up the future. Now there are bigger threats ahead than what you originally you know thought you were fixing. 
Mm-hmm. So I could see him coming back after Apocalypse and after the time travel into the Deadpool 2. And maybe they didn't plan that out, but that works out really well for everybody. Um, especially the way that Deadpool is tied into the X-Men universe as it is currently. So uh-huh. um, that, that's really awesome. I think I think Deadpool um, will need a, to, to move forward. I think that it will need someone serious and um, brawly to kind of sideset his, you know, crazy off the wall. Antics. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how it works in the Deadpool and Cable comic books. You know, Cable's always kind of like the the straight edge. Deadpool's always the wacky guy. It's the combination that always works. So we got a little bit of that in the in the Deadpool movie that we just got. So we know it's going to work out well. Uh, I mean, we're not going to have an origin story to tell in the sequel, so there's going to be a lot of movie to fill out. So I think adding Cable would be a great idea. So if we bring him in through X Force. I think X Force is going to be great. I'm, I just I want to see how this kind of like uh, uh, a branching out a timeline of uh, X Men works. This kind of like other chunk of movies. Yeah, totally. Especially because they have new mutants in the works as well. Um, they have the script. X Force could possibly be a separate movie and just call Deadpool sequel Deadpool and Cable, kind of like Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh-huh. Um, it totally be its own thing. Maybe that's the third movie they build up to is building up an X Force. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities, but we we have a lot of news to cover from Deadpool going forward. I think now that uh, this movie is is hot, so hot yes. right now. Yes. Not as I mean, better than Zoolander too, and that's that's not the <laughs> way I thought it was gonna go. So, um, in the meantime, now that Deadpool is done and over with, we've seen it, and we'll probably see it some more. We have to focus on the next movie. Batman mm-hmm. v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah, and I was not expecting to get another trailer. <laughs> and we, we have, got one. We have officially trailer number three, and let me tell you how boss this trailer is. Yeah, this is where anybody should break their rules when it comes to trailers. Normally, I wouldn't have watched this trailer. I mean, this is what trailer... I mean, technically, it's kind of trailer three, but they're calling it, I think, trailer four. Um, well, uh, th- there's the um, this is technically trailer three, but we have the Comic Con footage, which is technically like a point five. Yeah. So usually I would not be going this far into it. Um, you know, I, I I'm not even entirely sure I'm going to watch any more Civil War trailers. I think I've got enough of that movie. You have uh, one. <laughs> you well, have one, one and a half. This the Super Bowl trailer is like half of a trailer, so I think yeah. one and a half is definitely enough for me. So anyway, back to Batman Superman. This. We talked about this earlier this week in private. <laughs> this should have been the Doomsday trailer, and we never should have had that Doomsday trailer. Yeah, this should have been the, fi- the This should have been trailer number two, straight mm-hmm. and foremost. And trailer number three. I mean, just erase the second one. Forget it ever happened. Watch this one. Mm-hmm. This is the one that gives you Batman fighting Superman for the majority of your two and a half minutes. Yeah, I mean, there's just like a little bit of Lex Luthor in it. There's not a whole lot. Uh, we get an extra shot of uh, Wonder Woman kind of like diving. I think that's the only real action shot we got new of Wonder Woman. But the best the best part of the trailer was obviously the opening. Yes, so the first, I think, maybe 30 seconds is an introduction to how Batman handles um, his his bad guys, I guess, now. Yeah, clearing a room. Yeah, he and does he clear a room. I think it said there's like, what, 30 people in there, 20 or 30? And he comes through the floor, <laughs> which was yeah. fantastic. And how he takes them all out. Honestly, I think he was hitting them harder than I've ever seen Batman hit bad guys before. Yeah, it, it was it was brutal. It was amazing. Uh, we got a little bit of his Batwing in there too, but it just it 
it was like the Batman movie I, I had always wanted to see. I mean, uh, The Dark Knight was a good film, but even even people that love that Dark Knight franchise still kind of uh, uh, dog on Nolan a little bit for his kind of lackluster fight choreography. Uh, that fighting choreography was amazing. So, uh, you know, we'll just have to see if Zack Snyder can make the story just as compelling as his action. But at least we know that uh, that part is going to be amazing. Yes, totally. And then it follows up with a lot of Superman and Batman kind of like, you know, showing the opposite sides here. And that's really what we needed to see. Like, uh-huh. your, your title is Batman v Superman. What, where is that actually going to come into play? And I think the, the moment that sums it all up is the very last moment of the trailer when Superman goes to hit Batman and he stops him, like, full on with his with a block like he holds his arm up and superman is just kind of in shock because yeah. the only person who could ever i guess oppose him before were the other kryptonians mm-hmm. and um this this guy in this metal suit just kind of stopped him so i think I, I just this is a trailer i wanted that didn't give anything away and didn't like this built my hype up i'm ready to watch this movie now more so than i was after i saw the second trailer because that kind of hit me at a low point with the movie yeah, I'm really hoping this was in response to all the criticism they got. It came out really much. quick. It came out really quick. I didn't expect one, I guess, so soon after trailer two, but we're almost a month away from the movie, so... Yeah, now, no more. We we have what we need, and I think they know that. Um, so, yeah, so I'll have to look out to buying my ticket soon. This will definitely be another Thursday night showing that I'm going to catch. Uh, I'm super excited for it. I'm just just hoping we don't get another Man of Steel on our hands. Uh, I need to rewatch that movie. I need to give it another shot. Um, so I can kind of get into the context of the universe again. But well, that's we'll, the best we'll part. Of, that's I mean, that's the best part about uh, you know doing a uh, countdown of the DC Cinematic Universe is because all you have to do is watch Man of Steel. So, uh, mm-hmm. but the newest thing is uh, we talked last week about the Turkish Airlines uh, commercials during the Super Bowl for Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, they released actual maps of Metropolis and Gotham through Turkish Airlines. Uh, kind of showing off kind of what the cities look like. Apparently, they're only, I think, 10 miles apart. Hmm. Um, uh, by, uh, like split apart by some sort of body of water because, as you can see, is on each map here, Strikers Island is five mm-hmm. miles east and west of each city. Oh, yeah, I can see that. So uh, they're only 10 miles apart, which I don't know, you know, in the comic books, that doesn't feel very right. I don't think yeah. that was it. But. Well, yeah, I'm not too familiar with the with the geography of the DC universe, but I always always on the assumption that Gotham and Metropolis were definitely uh, East Coast cities. So I always imagine them being in close enough distance to where uh, like a billionaire or a, a man that can fly could easily get to them uh, pretty quickly. So I was never under the assumption that they were a country apart. You know. Let's see. My my was one was New York and one was Chicago. Oh, is what I'd always kind of felt because like Gotham feels like a Chicago and um, you know, Metropolis feels like a New York. Yeah. Uh, but Gotham has always had lots of ports and they, I'm pretty sure that they've had uh, oceans involved. So I feel like they're both kind of supposed to be New York cities. So uh, yeah, I'm yeah. just imagining uh, East coast uh, somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, cause I mean that I got a benefit for Marvel is they use real places. We know exactly uh-huh. where they are. And, uh, DC doesn't. So take a look at these maps. They were provided by the Turkish Airlines. Uh, not a whole lot you can glean from them, but you can catch some Easter eggs here and there on them. Yeah. They're, they're I, fun. Yeah, 
I would love someone to, to reach out to us to kind of let us know if Metropolis and Gotham are kind of fluid in the DC universe. Do the writers just kind of put them wherever they need to put them to tell their story? Or are they like concrete, set in stone? This is where they always are. But I think that's probably a question for someone that really is really deep into DC. So if anybody knows, feel free to write us. Let us know. Tweet at yeah, us. Or, or definitely like a quick Google search might, uh, might give us what we need. Um, but uh, yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm excited for Batman v Superman now with the new trailer. Uh, uh, are you still watching Arrow? Yes, I am still watching Arrow. I am almost up to date with all the CW shows. I'm kind of behind on Legends of Tomorrow, but I think that's due to kind of the quality of the show. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's fine. Um, I I'm not uh, watching any Arrow. Uh, I'm still I'm watch full one and two, not three or four. However, they were reported this week that they can no longer use Deathstroke going forward because he's in use at another project. Well, I think that means movies for sure. <laughs> De- definitely means movies. Uh, a lot, big rumor right now is that Scott Eastwood is playing uh, Deathstroke in the Suicide Squad, and he's kind of like a an undercover kind of role. Mm, gotcha. Uh, because Scott Eastwood's a big actor, they haven't really said who he is yet, and I think maybe saving some character reveals for the actual movie would be a smart move for that. Uh-huh. Um, However, I find this news rather interesting because um, Deadshot from Arrow, uh, he was part of the Suicide Squad there, um, and later on in a Earth 2 episode of The Flash last week, but he's in the Suicide Squad later on this year. So what? why can't they use some characters that are in the movies and why can't they use some that are? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm really I almost, confused. Yeah, I almost don't think... I think it's just all up to just some person. I don't think there's, like, rules set in stone that, like, this means you can't use this person. I feel like there's just some executive that says, like, okay, you're only using Deadshot in this kind of alternate universe, and he's not really Deadshot. He's just kind of playing a different person. It's just the actor. That's fine. That's no big deal. But they're like, oh, Deathstroke, well, we're going to be using him in this movie. He's going to be a big character. Like, no, you can't bring him back up in the show. But I almost have a feeling, like, if Deathstroke somehow dies and is gone forever in the movies, like the executive will be like, oh yeah, you can use Deathstroke and Arrow. But I mean, I I'm kind of, I have mixed feelings about it. Specifically with Deathstroke, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, Deathstroke was already pretty heavily in Arrow. I mean, he was in basically all of the flashbacks of season one. I don't remember if he was in season two or season three, he, he, but he was... He was the main villain of season two. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely, he's made his mark on the Arrow show already. Uh, so it's not like they'd be retreading on the past if they brought him back up, but they don't necessarily need him. But at the same time, I'm just like, well, this kind of sucks because now I know if uh, there's an awesome character in the movie, I'm not going to be seeing him in the show anytime soon. So I think that kind of like, uh, is a little bit of a stranglehold on a TV show and, you know, TV shows, you know, they already have the, the challenge of beating a budget and now you're telling them they can't use characters. I mean, it's just like. Like just let them do what they want to do. No one's well, gonna get confused. See, I don't think there's. I think I think Deathstroke is like the one rule because Katana was in Arrow and she's in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadshot. I mean, they call him Deadshot in in the Flash, so I can't. I, I can't rule that out either. But they use Katana in Arrow quite frequently. Yeah, um, I mean, I, just, I think there's yeah. some very weird non like conforming rules. Like if it's yeah. in the movies, you can't use them. Like it doesn't feel like it's like. Well, I want to say save Deathstroke for something else. But like you're yeah. right, he had his time in Arrow. He doesn't need to come yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, that's why it just comes down to it. It's just like one like head executive. It's someone in charge that's saying, nah, we can't use him. He's too big, 
too much of a big deal. But I feel like, oh, Katana's a smaller character because Katana did pop up an arrow uh, just the other week. I mean, not for very long. But so I think it's just kind of like, eh. Katana's they're flipping coins is what deal. it is. Yeah. So. Like, they're like, hey, do you, can we use this character? I don't know. Let's see what <laughs> the coin says. It's Two-Face. Two-Face is running the, the show. That's what it is. That's DC, right? Mm-hmm. I'm right. I'm always right. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Has started production. I mean, they're doing pre-filming right now, which is essentially filming but not actual filming. Like they're not keeping it. It's like kind of staging stuff. The money is flowing. <laughs> yes. Uh and we have our first look at the director's chair slash a tentative logo mm-hmm. for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, even though it does kind of look tentative, I think it kind of looks cool. They have that little script kind of written over it that says Volume 2. It, it, when I look at it, I, I'm kind of almost thinking of like like a trade paperback or something like that. So it's just like, oh, this is Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2. The next one is will be called Volume 3. Like I, I know that they, I feel like they might be trying to play off the cassette tape deal. Uh, mm. But I kind of I kind of like think of them as books. So uh, the first thing I think of in my head, even though I don't want to own the physical media, I'm almost hoping that they retrograde and go back with the other film and call it Volume One, and then maybe we can get like this nice little like trilogy pack, you know? Yeah, I think uh, I mean Marvel has a weird system. Like this is one of the first movies that has a two in it in mm-hmm. a long time because they've been using the subtitles as like standalone movies. Uh, so it, it's definitely a different feel. But I do. I see where they took it from the cassette writing, and I think, I think we'll see it get polished a little bit more as we go forward, but not tweak a whole lot from here. Yeah, I mean, I I still think there's a, there's a slight chance that the name of the movie could change. I know that they've kind of set it in stone, Volume Two. It's been all over everything, but I still feel like it could change. Maybe the subtitle for this movie is going to be a reveal of a character or something like that, and they want to make sure that they have that character fleshed out in a trailer or something before they come out with a, with a new subtitle. Because it, it does kind of irk me a little bit that all these Marvel movies do have subtitles, uh, you know, like their actual stories, and then this comes along and it just says Volume 2. It does seem kind of strange. Yeah, I think the, I think the issue with that is there's no Guardians of the Galaxy like story name slash arc that like, really sticks out like Civil War... Like they didn't like the only event they were in is something that's tied with Fox characters. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that might be like the hardest part for it. But oh well. Uh, well, also while we got this image, James didn't confirm Thanos is not in this movie. He will not be in Volume Two. They don't hardly. I don't think we'll see him at all unless it's post credits. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. He was uh he wasn't really much in the in the first one. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing him there just because we hadn't gotten much of Thanos before that but I feel like he's a little bit too dominating of a role he kind of like he sucks all the attention to himself and I think if we move it over to a different villain I think that's fine I think I think it was fine that he was acknowledged people know who Thanos is he's not some dark power in the background running things like people know he's powerful in the galaxy they just earth doesn't know it yet so yeah Mm -hmm. uh also they confirmed there's probably no infinity stones in this movie either uh yeah I I don't expect to see any in here despite the fact I was saying time stone. The yeah, whole time. so it makes you wonder how they're going to tie this in to the Infinity War then because I feel like the the actions of this movie kind of have to have a reaction uh, to Earth, so I'm I'm kind of curious if Earth is going to be involved in this movie at all. I mean, they could do they can have Earth involved without doing. Um, you know, without doing uh, an Infinity Stone or Thanos, but I guess that's where his dad's really going to come in. You know, since his dad has been to Earth. Yeah, we might see. I don't know. I honestly have no idea where this movie's going, 
and I think that makes it that much more exciting um, since mm-hmm. we're, I think, what, 14 months out and they're already filming. So maybe we'll see some stuff. Um, a, a secondary note is there's probably going to announce the full cast uh, either this week or next week. Oh, um, nice. Per James Gunn. So since they're filming, we're going to start seeing people on set. So Marvel's got to make the announcement sooner or later. Uh, we're going to get our – we've known that one girl, I can't think uh, – something Plimentoff is probably Mantis. I'm still pulling Mantis. And then – uh, Kurt Russell is always rumored to be uh, Star Lord's dad, so we might hear something about that this week if he got it or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know about that, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, that that was that's how it's been. Like that's the the industry reports for the past six months. So, um, wouldn't be surprised if it was. Uh, in the terms of space, uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That's a thing, right? You mm-hmm. like Star Wars? Uh, the Lego game is confirmed to be canon. I wanted to touch up on this since we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. So, anything that happens in the Lego game is official story. So. I think that's I think that's pretty hilarious actually. Like I, it's just it's so funny that that a game studio out there can make a video game knowing that it's going to be canon and they're actually going to be able to elaborate on the story. I think that's just it's just funny. It's just it's just weird to think about. Well, this is the second um, Star Wars game to technically be considered canon with the new stuff. Um, mm. Battlefront is technically considered all that is to be within the um, source material as well so any any of like the battles you play there and so on and so forth uh, but they said they were going to expand on stories such as c3po's missing arm why is it red um uh, but i don't, that, I don't that really al- know about that <laughs> well that also i mean there's a marvel comic coming out to explain that as well as well oh, so it's gonna they'll be coming out at the same time but like you'll be on c3po's mission or whatever happened for him to lose his arm uh whenever the game comes out on june 28th i'm yeah, kind of I mean, excited like- it's such a strange thing because it was so out of the ordinary. I mean, when we saw the Star Wars trailers, we saw C-3PO with his red arm, and they didn't make a big deal about it in the movie, but C-3PO did make a joke like, oh, you, you know, you didn't even ask me about my arm or whatever he said. I don't even remember. Um, but I kind of thought that we might be seeing it in an official movie context. I mean, it's just kind of weird, like what happened in the in the writer's room or what happened with uh, with J.J.? Was he just like oh, we're having a lot of people asking us uh, what can we elaborate on in other avenues of the Star Wars story. Uh, I don't know. Let's make C-3PO's arm red so the Lego gamer or the comic book can have something to work off of it. I don't know. It just seems really See, strange. I, I'm just I curious how that stuff happens. I don't think that's it. I think maybe they, the original – like they have to elaborate on all this background stuff. They have to know the notes of everything that happened in this 30 years before they create the movie if they want it to be within the same universe and be cohesive. So my theory is that this was written into the movie at some point and they took it out, but they left the character with the red arm in. And yeah, maybe, I guess that's possible. And there's just a bunch there. I mean, there's gotta be so much lore they've come up with. They're like, we got to figure out a way to tell this. What mediums do we have available to tell? We could write a novel about his red arm. I don't think that would sell very well. <laughs> uh, everyone in, 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 in Marvel's getting their own spinoff comics. So let's go ahead and follow up on that. I think, uh, I don't think it's going to be very prominent. I don't think it'll ever play up with anything. I think it's just an evolution of the character uh, going forward. Like, C-3PO is different. Like, he was in the first trilogy. He had no skin for the first movie. And then uh, he somehow magically got skinned over the, the years. <laughs> and uh, yeah, okay. now he's like, oh, he's a droid. He, they have to replace parts, and he had to replace someone else's. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm going to buy the comic. I'll tell you how it is when it comes awesome. out. Tell me um, how it goes, man. But June twenty eighth, new Star Wars Lego game, the first one in years. I'm I'm ready to play it. I, I, I look forward to a Star Wars game. 
Uh, speaking of video games, I have a PSA. Any game on Xbox featuring Deadpool is on sale this week. Ooh. Huge savings. Um, this is probably up till Tuesday, so if you listen to it today on Saturday or Sunday, you can probably still get it, or Monday even. Uh, but Deadpool, the game, is 40% off on Xbox One, making a cool $30 for the game. And it's $20 or 60% off on Xbox 360. All right. <laughs> I have played it. It's a really good. It's actually a really fun game. I'm going to be honest. No. Uh, it's not like a cheap cash in. They made it. That came out probably three or four years ago, uh, and there was nothing else going on. It's just a Deadpool game. Just as zany, uh, Wolverine makes an appearance. Other uh, other famous X Men make an appearance in it. And it's really fun. It, how it's how really could good. you not play a video game if someone describes it as zany? Yes, exactly. A lot of violence, a lot of guns. I'll tell you that right now. So, <laughs> I, I would recommend that game if you if you if you like Deadpool. I would recommend that game. However, the real thing came in for me is Marvel Ultimate Alliance One and Two. Some of my favorite Marvel games ever. Only ten dollars on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty this week. Man, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I still have my Three Hundred and Sixty. Maybe I'll, maybe I should pick those up. I are they, own the. Fifth- are they good two player games? They're great two to four player games. Mm, okay, maybe uh, I can so, see if my, get my wife to play one with me. So how this works is, uh, you ever play Diablo? Yes, I'm familiar. So it's like that. It's got the top down. You play as four Marvel characters and you level them up and you can give them equipment and like you you always have all four on the screen so you can swap between them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have probably sank so many hours into those when they came out in 2007 and 2009. Uh, it's it's almost disgusting. Yeah, uh, it's kind of similar to. Um, to like gauntlet isn't it the kind of way it plays yeah gauntlet and diablo is, is definitely i would That's say awesome. i would say probably leans more to diablo than gauntlet but yeah you can swap between like right now i'm playing on hard mode i, I bought these games actually this week i own the physical copies but now i have the digital copies i don't care <laughs> digital copies come with all the dlc included it's an awesome deal um i have iron man in his war machine armor Captain America in his ultimate armor, the Hulk and Hawkeye in their original costumes. Nice. So, but you can you pick a character; they're probably in there. Hey, There's I like, got mo- I got Monday off work, so maybe I'll have to take advantage of this. Yes, definitely. And it's on, they're both online capable, so you can play with people online. So I just want I just want to put that out there because I like a good deal. I like I like a good deal. I like these games. If I didn't like these games, I wouldn't tell you. So <laughs> uh, there there is a little bit of that. So on to some different news to finish off this episode. Uh, the Invisible Man. Uh, it, one of those horror movies. I don't know. I never watched the Invisible Man movies. I didn't care. Yeah. I think it's a... I, I would just call it kind of like a monster monster movie. He, he kind of fits in with like werewolves, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, kind of like yeah, that. He's in that. And then I also always think of uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Invisible Man in that one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of stupid. But uh, Johnny Depp has been cast to play the Invisible Man. That's pretty surprising. That's, I mean, he's a big pole, and I'm surprised that they want to. That's what she um, said. <laughs> I'm surprised that they want to make him literally invisible on screen. But I guess it's not necessarily his face that brings people to the movies. It's his uh, name on the poster, and uh, I'm sure his voice will be just as good. So his, his quirkiness, maybe. Yeah. Um. So, but apparently, this is tied into the Universal Monster Universe. The 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 mummy with John or not John. Uh, Tom Cruise, I apologize. The Mummy Tom mm-hmm. Cruise and the Invisible Man will exist in the same world. Yeah, I'm getting kind of excited for this. This is kind of a – things are – the news is starting to grow around this. I like the idea of kind of getting this uh, monster universe together. Uh, I mean, monster – these guys have just been kind of one-offs, you know. Uh-huh. And I like the idea of this – I don't know. It's just weird. I just can't – I can't imagine what it's going to be like, and that's what excites me. 
Well, I think the the biggest thing here is they're getting big names to play these characters, whereas I didn't expect that. Uh, yeah. Tom Cruise like- in The Mummy makes sense, but Johnny Depp is the Invisible Man. Okay, they got two very, very big pull actors here. How can they... How can they do this? Yeah. The only thing that makes me a little worried, I'm not 100% sure on this, but wasn't that movie I, Frankenstein, wasn't that kind of supposed to be maybe the start of this? I don't know if it was a universal property or not, but I know that movie sucked. That tanked. I mean, no one liked that movie. So I, I Frankenstein is a graphic novel-based film. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. part of a universe. Okay. I wasn't but, sure if like, it was going to be into this, but it makes me wonder if, if you can make a... If you're going to make Frankenstein uh, possibly join this universal uh, monster movie... Um, we'll have to see how that goes. I keep saying universal, but I, I, I have no idea if it's universal. I think it's just I, because I see the word universe in our notes. <laughs> I definitely think uh, it's universal who owns those. I mean, that would be a good question. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, no, that wasn't different. That's definitely something else, so don't worry about that. Um, so I, I guess who, who would you cast as, like, Frankenstein and a werewolf, though? I think the Wolfman is kind of where I thought maybe they would have started with uh, Benicio Del Toro, like, what, oh. five years ago, uh-huh. six years ago. But if they if they pull in big names, who would you want to see be, I don't know, maybe the the creature from the Black Lagoon? I think if you're, if you're going at least a Frankenstein route, you can't go the Frankenstein that they did in I, Frankenstein, like... Uh, I can't, don't remember the actor's name, but he played uh, Two Face in the Dark Knight. He was in Thank You for Smoking. Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, no, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Aaron Eckert. Yeah. That, uh, so I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, Frankenstein's not supposed to be pretty. I mean, uh, he's just supposed to be a monster, and they tried to split the middle. I feel like so make uh, Frankenstein big and scary. Uh, make all these monsters scary. None of them need to be pretty. Uh, just make them all brutal. Yeah, I think I think I think that's the thing. If you're gonna go R rated. You gotta go R-rated on these movies. Mm-hmm. You gotta go R-rated to horror films. That I just, I don't think they will, but that's what you. Yeah, would that would be amazing—a horror film universe. That'd be that'd be incredible. Okay, that's not on our notes, but that's something else they're talking about. It's an Expendables, but with horror characters. And I didn't feel like this was news because there wasn't anything confirmed yet. Uh-huh. But like Freddy Krueger and Jason, and uh, like those kind of characters, uh-huh. uh, Michael Myers and uh, the Scream guy, all existing in one movie, like an Expendable style. <laughs> horror film yeah so that'd be crazy. they are already they're one step ahead of you they, they're one step everything's got to be a franchise sometimes it'll work out we'll see how it goes yes yes it does speaking of franchises that just don't work out transformers oh so sad uh, in a in a surprise move they've announced transformers the fifth installment the sixth installment and the seventh installment oh, who cares who cares I mean, I get it that they make money. I mean, they make tons of money overseas. That's why they're making them. Uh, I suppose there is some fun to be had in them. They do kind of have that Marvel-esque humor to them. Um, And there's some things that will make you laugh. But, I mean, overall, the movies are just all over the place and just a mess. The first one was really the only good one. It was decent. Um, But I'm not excited. (laughs) Well, I, I, yeah, I think, I mean, we are, we are not. And when you say who cares, sure, I mean, we may be a small audience, maybe like 1% of, of this. But, I mean, this this these movies are going to go on forever because Paramount doesn't have a lot. Michael Bay doesn't have a lot going else else going on for him. Um, but Age of Extension made $1.1 billion. Like, you got to really bomb to not get movies made anymore. Yeah. Um, but Transformers 5 is June... 
2017. The sixth installment is June 8th, 2018. And then the seventh installment is June 28th, 2019. So this one a year every June, but the sixth installment, as we've learned, is a Bumblebee solo film. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, the character I'm so that excited. Talk, <laughs> the character that doesn't talk gets his own solo film kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I just don't care. You know what would make me care? If in the next movie, the Earth literally blows up. The Decepticons, actually, their plan goes through, everybody explodes, everybody dies, and then we don't have to worry about the Earth anymore. <laughs> that would be the only thing well, that would the, make things a little different. I, I'm very confused. Like, I mean, the biggest villain is Megatron. How are they going to bring him back again? I, don't I, I just don't know. Like, they're, they're, they've, they're running out of gimmicks, and so they've really got to... Again, the fifth movie is always the best movie. Like, whenever a franchise drops, the fifth one brings it back. Maybe they're going to go balls to the wall and press the shit out of us. Yeah, I don't so, know. I don't care. I mean, I'll watch trailers just because that's about as much Transformers as I can get entertained by, but whatever. I'm going to go. I'm going to watch the fifth one. I admit, I will unplug, turn off, drink my drink, and kick back and watch some stupid shit happen. <laughs> All right. I, whether I'm happy or not at the end of it, it's a different story, <laughs> but I will I will probably be watching these. Just to, to not have something I don't have to think about. And if I review it, I'm just like, don't watch it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it this way. It's it's not going to be getting a spoiler cast on this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, in Netflix, Voltron Legendary Defender. We've talked about this. Um, the first image of the upcoming series uh, has landed and it's from Netflix. And apparently, I did not know this, it's a DreamWorks animated show. Hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I knew it wasn't live action, but... Um, DreamWorks is really the big surprise here. I didn't expect DreamWorks to be making uh, the next Voltron thing. And this is a, uh, I believe, a Guillermo del Toro kind of collaboration to, to make this happen. That would be surprising. I mean, the Guillermo del Toro surprises me more than DreamWorks. Because DreamWorks has actually been doing quite a quite a few things on Netflix. They've been turning a lot of their properties into, like, uh, animated things for Netflix to get, I guess, some more cash out of the, the franchise. Because I'm pretty sure there's a How to Train Your Dragon show on Netflix right now. Yeah, they did that. They have Turbo, Puss in Boots, uh, and then I think there's a, a th- another one that they, they've taken to, to work with. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, I, yeah, the, the, the Del Toro thing, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me because this is one guy who over-promises everything. Or like like over commits himself, but to a lot of stuff. but he does know giant robots. So I don't know how much how involved he is with the show, but I mean, if he 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 would just be a good giant robot consultant at the very least. But I'm kind of curious what age, what audience they're kind of shooting for with this movie. I'm not really sure. I honestly don't know a whole lot about Voltron. Whatever uh, whatever uh, network it was on, I don't think we got it very often growing up. I don't know if it was a Cartoon Network or a Nickelodeon thing. I want to say Cartoon Network. But I just haven't been inundated with a lot of Voltron, so it's not like I'm not looking forward to it, but like I don't know anything about the property. There's no nostalgia driving me to this Voltron uh, show, basically. Yeah, so I think I might have spoke wrong um Voltron and then Guillermo del Toro's Troll Hunters is the other project. Oh, okay, okay, that's... they're 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 both they're both Netflix and they're both DreamWorks animation. Oh, okay. So I think they they announced them on the same day, and I think that's pretty where I get confused. But I think uh, I'll give that you might... I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I mean, if Guillermo del Toro is walking through the offices, he might walk by the Voltron of room and be like, "Hey, that's a good looking robot. Keep it up." You know, give me credit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll hope so. But I think I mean this isn't something I'm again. We missed that Voltron thing. Uh, we had 
I had Transformers or slash Beast Wars, so yeah, I didn't I, care much. I was Voltron. a Beast Wars kid. <laughs> I'm waiting for my Beast yeah. Wars movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so Voltron, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I can't promise anything. I'm I'm, I'm stretched out over too much as it is anyway. The hardest thing to do is keep up with all these alien films. God. Are they prequels? Are they sequels? I don't know. Uh, so Alien Covenant, the prequel to Prometheus, has talks of a cast member joining in the form of Danny McBride. <laughs> so I'm assuming they're trying to get some uh, um, some humor in this. In this, he I probably I could see him being uh, either someone who is very cowardly and lives longer because he's very you know cowardly. <laughs> And, and mean, or maybe he's just like there, like on accident. I don't know. I, I, I can't. I, I can't see where he fits in, but definitely an interesting development in 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 the casting for this movie. He's a funny guy, so we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd watch him. And I'd watch that. So, uh, as for the news, that's it for for this week. Uh, I think we're we're gonna end it a little short here to get onto our Deadpool spoiler cast. Subscribe. So you see that and listen to it if you watch the movie because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break it down. Oh, we're yeah. gonna get we're gonna, what we didn't talk about here. We're gonna talk about next. So uh, that's up next. But in the meantime, Mike, where can they find you? Well, if people want to follow you. As always, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics over at pickledcomics.com. If you like uh, pickled mm. comics on Facebook, I put a little drawing process up of the comic I put out earlier this week about Deadpool. So yeah, oh. if, you, if you like that kind of stuff, go check it out. Uh, Chris, if they want to know what's going on with you, if they want to know if you're actually going to get married, if you're going to fall through with it, are you going to get you're going to get cold feet, you're going to run away and escape into the mountains, where can they follow you to follow those developments? Well, if, if I become a mountain man, uh, <laughs> you, you guys want to know about it, you can follow me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, put a lot of stuff up there. Uh, or go to comicui.com and read uh, what I post there. Uh, last night, I was actually on a podcast um, called Girl Gone Geek. Okay. Uh, through my local comic book store on DC Comics. Cool. I was the um, the person who doesn't read DC. So I kind of <laughs> was bringing my perspective in. Uh-huh. Because my, my, my introduction of DC is you know TV shows and the movies and things that aren't comic book related. So I was able to bring that kind of different point of view to it. And I... I, I it was really fun. So if you want to listen to Girl Gone Geek, I'm, I'm on there next week. I love it. I love the branching out. Yes. Doing what I can. Doing what I can. And, you know, if people want to give our show to someone else for Valentine's Day, oh. Mike, how can they do that? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the locations for our show. We're on iTunes. We got videos up on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can get, subscribe via email. Get the stuff right to your inbox. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's all the best places you can grab the show. If you're a fan of the show, please, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. That really helps us pop up in some fresh faces on the uh, iTunes store. And if you're a super fan of the show, uh, give it a share. Uh, share it with your loved ones. Share it with your share it with your honey buns on Valentine's Day. She'll love it. That's right. Uh, force our show on other people. Make them rate and review. You know, <laughs> that's what that's what they love. That's what they love. Exactly. People tell them what to do. Uh, but yeah, no, it's great. Uh, we'll uh, catch you guys on the spoiler cast next. Thanks for listening. All right. Adios. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.